Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. The NFL Draft is officially set for April 23rd to 25th. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the host of the pod with the most experienced playing wide receiver. And with me. As always, is AJ, bet on speed, 40 is everything, Marchese. Yeah, most experience on the field maybe, but catch me on the street, wide out all day. That was a good comeback. Today, we're going to run through our top 10 wide receiver prospects in the 2020 NFL Draft. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, going out to Vegas maybe. Looking for a young or a two-o. Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever, and that's a song. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way, where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune. Or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection, two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guards inside. You barely notice it's there. But what's truly remarkable is you can set up this system all by yourself. Anyone can do it. It takes 30 minutes to an hour tops, and there's absolutely no trade-offs to your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch the police to your home at a moment's notice 24 7 and it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts it's why the verge calls simply safe the best home security system go to simplysafe.com team today and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day free risk-free trial you've got nothing to lose go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com team that's simplysafe.com team Okay, a couple things before we dive into wide receiver talk. Uh, obviously, you are listening to this Tuesday, uh, and not a day later. Um, and legal tampering period open Monday, so we've got a, a, a plethora of soon-to-be free agent signings come Wednesday at noon, when uh, the legal signing period begins, and the new league year begins. And we had trades, and we had a whole bunch of stuff, like... Bill O'Brien losing his mind, shipping DeAndre Hopkins off for nothing. The Colts low-key making a sweet move, picking up DeForest Buckner. We'll break a little bit of that down next episode when we do our top 10 tight ends because this tight end class, not great. Doesn't need a whole show to itself. Um, 
So we'll 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 do some of how the free agents and, and obviously by them more guys will sign. So we'll we'll look at some of how that impacts the draft and whatnot. Um, like maybe the Browns less inclined to take a tackle at ten because they threw tons of money at Jack Conklin. I'm uh, I'm most excited for you to say plethora so erotically again. That's my favorite word. Uh, also. We spoke last episode about potential draft changes surrounding COVID-19 and how it would impact the draft overall with everything changing. Uh, the NFL will proceed with the 2020 NFL draft on April 23rd and 25th, like I said at the top, uh, which is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But they will cancel a public event in Las Vegas, like we assumed. Uh, and they're currently exploring innovative ways uh, for how the process will be conducted. And I assume it'll be something similar to what we mm-hmm. talked about last episode. Probably some sort of conference room with key league officials, Roger Goodell, and uh, one, I would say no more than one team representative Yeah. Uh, connected to the war room. No, for sure. Okay, this is my new pitch. I've been thinking about it, all right? Uh-oh. It's just Roger Goodell... Sitting on a plastic chair that you find in like a regular school, with a little table and a phone on the table, and uh, you know the broadcast is the same, but then they just call in, and when the phone rings, that's when you know the pick is in. So all the dramas around the phone ringing, it's like an old school Batman. I like type this. Phone. This is this is good, and that's it. And he just sits there the whole time. You get to watch old Raj. You can text. It's, you can do whatever. You so want. no league representative, just straight calls to Raj. Just straight calls to Raj. Yeah, that's I it. I love it. I love it. Self-quarantine for Raj. <laughs> there's no one else there. It's just the TV crew and Raj. Well, yeah, one cameraman. <laughs> there's no other cameras. And he's doing and all three days this way, right? <laughs> yep. God damn. Yeah, no, I'd watch that. I'd watch the and hell out of that. What else does he do regularly? He doesn't really fucking do anything. Let's get him to work a bit, you know? Um. Also, it will be broadcast. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how NFL Network and ESPN go about doing that. Um, but uh, I don't know. I assume, like we talked about last time, they'll probably have their key people, Rich, DJ, uh, mm-hmm. in the studio, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, with just, like, a single camera on Raj answering phones. I think, I mean, like they said, like, don't be more than 10 people in a room today, so... I mean, if you get yeah, no, it, gets... I'm, I'm in on this. this. Is both funny and I just I think it'd be great. It'd be good for Raj's brand. I think so. like it'd, be, it'd make it more likable. Like I, I would love to hear how Roger answers the phone. You know, I think you'd go oh with like the old God. school Mr. Burns. Ahoy, hoy. Wouldn't that be perfect? <laughs> I would pay money to watch him answer the phone 255 times doing that. <laughs> Maybe he lets it ring a couple times for some added drama. Like, looks at the camera, looks at the phone. Wait. I think this is perfect. And for some reason, he's sucking on a lollipop. I don't know. I just, that's how <laughs> okay, I well, saw it. Getting a little erotic here, but all right, let's move on. You've never had a wet dream about Roger Goodell? <laughs> Not with a lollipop. No. Producer James, cut that. <laughs> for, for, like, from the show. Not so people can hear it. Don't yeah. post that one on social. Yeah, please. Uh, anyway. Any more comments about uh, the uh, 2020 NFL draft? I'm just happy that it's it's going on as uh, planned. Well, time-wise. That, that's what I was most afraid yeah. of. And we heard that rumor, what was it, Saturday night, come out that potentially pushing it back to late May. So Yeah, that seems crazy. Because it just doesn't really make sense. It's an event that I, I, and I agree with 
um, the, the kind of the take I heard from uh, the NFL about free agency in the league you're starting on time mm-hmm. was, yeah, we could push it back, but what if it's worse by then? One. Yep. Two, you don't need any physical human interaction to do these things. Yep. And uh, three, there was no three. So No, three, it's it's beneficial for the players to get paid now rather than later. Yeah, no, that's, that's, a, good, no, that's a really good point. And honestly, this might be a little selfish, but it took my mind off the whole thing for a couple hours today. Yeah, and I think it will continue well, to do kind so. Of. No, it, it, for me it did. And I mean, selfishly for the NFL, it's they're the only show in town, so it's beneficial yeah. for them. Yeah. Interesting, weird, weird year. All seems so surreal. It as, does. Uh, we paid on forward, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a cardinal. That's so weird. Speaking of DeAndre Hopkins and the Cardinals, maybe not needing wide receiver at eight anymore. Let's just jump right into the top ten receivers in the 2020 NFL Draft. And honestly, we could have done 20. We could have done 30. I'm pretty sure Uncle Mel said like 45 receivers <laughs> go in the first two rounds. I forget what it was. It was, what was it, 30 in the first three rounds? It was rounds? 30 in the first three rounds. And then like someone like looked at it, the math of that, and it just didn't make sense. Like whether or not that... You actually have, and like, if you go look at your receiver thirty, do you really see that guy going in the third round? No, no way. And um, I, like at the same time, I fully think twenty, twenty, maybe even twenty-five is that's how deep this class and talented this class is. But at the same time, other position like the offensive tackle class is pretty nuts too. And obviously, we haven't got there yet, but there's four surefire first-round picks, probably mm-hmm. five. Uh, and then there's like four other guys who could go in the top fifty as offensive yeah. tackles, so it just it just didn't make much sense. But <laughs> point being, the wide receiver class is deep as hell. It is. And I, point taken from old Uncle Mel. He got his point across well, in my opinion. And, and this receiver class is incredible compared to last year too. Whereas we had two receivers go in the first round: Hollywood and Nikhil Harry. Um, both disappointed to some extent just in comparison in just in comparison to some of the day two guys because it was yeah. last year's class was deep but it wasn't top heavy this is yep. both and yeah, next no, year next year looks like it's gonna be top heavy i can't speak to the depth yet i'm i haven't seen enough on them but it's true no for sure um like harry disappointed for sure hollywood the injuries he was up and down and yeah he 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 had his, his moments but yep um like Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, those are the guys. AJ Brown, the stories of that yes. wide receiver class, the day two talent. Yes. Um. I all all all. I can't talk either. My whole top ten are our second round guys are better. Just to Sorry. preview this. I'll say that again. <laughs> I don't know if what? I can. My my whole top ten are second round grades or better. Oh, mine too. Yeah, okay, I'm just trying to... I, yeah. also, I don't know why I couldn't phrase that properly. No, like, of my ten top ten receivers, nine of them could go in the top 40, like, actually. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm higher on a guy than I think the league is, so I would say that tenth guy wouldn't, but um, the rest, for sure. It's a, it's a, it's an insane class, and, like, there's guys... I was putting my, my notes together here, and obviously we have, like, our, our superlatives, and there's, like, receivers in this class who we just aren't going to mention on this show that I really like, mm-hmm. just because they don't really fit in anywhere. They're not in the top ten. 
but they also don't fall under maybe the sleeper category or the wild card, like things like that, you know, it's just a crazy class and, and people are very much different outside of generally after the top, the top three are pretty much set in stone for most people yeah. in some order. And after that, it's completely wide open. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I feel pretty good about where I have guys, which I, I, I hope I would, but uh, yeah, no, it is. I mean, like I can jump, I can, I could see myself even from now over the next months moving some guys around a little bit, but oh, me too. Like nothing, nothing is set in stone for me outside of the maybe even my top four. I really like my fourth guy, so um, yeah, uh, yeah, agreed. Anywho, maybe we should start talking about who these guys are and why we like them. Uh, so right off the bat, jumping in, who you got as your highest floor receiver in this class? Uh, my highest floor receiver in this class is Jerry Judy. Okay. I uh, we, di- we differ, but I don't think either of us is a loser because I, I go C.D. Lamb. I think, like, I sat there and I, I thought to myself, you could justify either, like, pretty easily. I went back and forth between the two of yeah. them. Yeah. Um, I for me the difference was, n- like just to separate them. Mm-hmm. Uh, although Judy's the better, uh, like I I think C D Lamb can do more damage on the outside and be. Not that Jerry, Ju- like it's hard to say this and make it sound like I'm not attacking Jerry Judy, but like I think C D Lamb's the better yak player. Yes, and I think I think he can win more consistently on the outside, even if he is watch time slower um that that was kind of the difference for me i think cd lamb immediately can be your starting uh, as a, a z receiver or yeah z sorry yeah or, or uh, playing the slot like i think cd lamb is more versatile to play x z or slot versus judy is more of a classic um z slot i i think he can play outside too but i i don't disagree with yeah, you z, z or slot that, that's oh, sorry that's what that, sorry yeah no, no, I, yeah, so I agree. Um, I would like even a, a nod towards you. I, I will say Lamb's hands are probably a little more reliable, and that's not saying that Judy's just, hands yeah. aren't. It's just he will have the odd uh, concentration drop at times, and Lamb, mm-hmm. Lamb doesn't really show it. Uh, for mm-hmm. me, though, Judy, just, just the route running capabilities, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to bet on that. Um, like, I just, love like, them both so much. I do too. They, they grade out like so, so close for me. They, um, they are one after another on my big board. Mm-hmm. They're both top ten guys for me. Yeah, me too. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, but for Judy, like he's just first of all, he's lightning off the line. I know what he run four four five. Yeah. Um, even on that, like I don't know, he, his play speed almost seems faster. I'll, I'll say that. Like he's just so quick, so smooth, really sudden in and out of his breaks. Mm-hmm. Those his are just feet like, are crazy. Yeah, they are. Like the, just those things are gonna translate, and nothing wrong with his frame. He can win over the top like that four four five. There's nothing wrong with that, and like. Even on that Alabama offense, like with pretty much every player being special and all those other receivers being pretty great, he stands out from the snap. Like he's getting off the line faster than Henry Ruggs is. It's almost like the Calvin Ridley thing, going back to uh, not his teammate, but his same guy that went to his alma mater. It's just they would have been been teammates for you. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Even more makes sense. I uh, I love both of these guys. It was a hard debate between the two of them for uh, for the highest floor. The real debate is of the uh, four Alabama receivers this past year. Who's your favorite? Judy Ruggs, Devonta Smith, or Jalen Waddle? My personal favorite is Judy. Okay, interesting. I I, I thought yours might be Jalen Waddle. Interesting. I 
I want to see more. Like, I'm ready for Waddle to step I know, I know, I know. It's not like we've broken down. That's next year. But yeah, uh, pretty crazy that Alabama is going to have two receivers go in the first round this year and probably two more next year. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> fucked. Uh, but I guess for me, although I do love Jerry Judy, I just his his crispness, his explosion in and out of breaks is incredible. His route mm-hmm. running. I love a good route runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love a guy with a nuanced release game. Um, at the end of the day, uh, my, like, what barely separates them for me was, uh, like, Lamb's versatility to kind of play all over. Uh, not that Judy can't, but I think Lamb is more, uh, built to, to be a X, sure. um, when asked. His ability, because of elite body control to win contested catches, combat catches, just blows my mind. Also, you throw in, he's just a football player. He's probably the best blocking receiver in the class. Uh, which Very good under, blocker, yeah. Underrated trait. Yes. Uh, and then he can just turn any touch into a, into a house call. Absolutely. And, like, it, he almost, like, in 2018, it wasn't, it didn't feel like he did that as much. And, like, in 2019, like, the amount of times he was taking, like, slants, and just like like there was two guys there already, and somehow turning them into touchdowns was insane. Yeah, he's just he's he's the natural. That's what I was thinking about. I think of Jeff Okuda as this prototype corner. I think of CD Lamb just such a smooth natural. Like even at the combine, where no, he wasn't running the fat. He just looked the best. Him and Judy looked the best in the drills. Okay, um, what's it, it, what's your biggest flaw for CD Lamb? I guess it, it like separation. Would be and how, how much do you worry about that? Not very much. Exactly. And, like, the, I think he's, like... He he's, also ran faster than I thought he was going to run. Yeah. Like, the speed is not a concern for me. And you throw on the tape and it does. He doesn't look slow. Like, who cares? Um, and then, I, for, for Judy, my biggest concern would be mm-hmm. um, just ability to win through physical situations. Like Fair enough, yeah. Win through contact. Win off the line of scrimmage when facing a bigger press man corner. Um, but again, not like they're both top ten players for me. Uh, for me as well, I, I will reveal who I have as my wide receiver one. They're 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 one and two for me. That's spoilers me too. Or whatever. Me too. I think you can guess that. Um, yeah, for Lamb, I don't, he's just so well rounded. Like I was asking that hypothetically because I I don't really have a hole in his game. No, like I think he steps in day one can be the guy in an offense. Mm-hmm. Like immediately. Like I, I mean, situations, everything, but I think he can be an immediate thousand-yard receiver. Agree. Um, um, I think Judy, although I love Jerry Judy, uh, he more would need a, a running mate, less, less so than Lamb, I guess. I know so it. That that's fair, and like maybe a little more. Like I can this see. This just again. This is us just trying to pick holes in guys yeah. we. Have no or like goals. find the separators between two wide receivers who are one and two. We both said top ten players on our boards. Like they're both, I think, immediate impact starters. I always find it more fun trying to find little flaws in guys no, like I, these games. You generally you talk or like you last. I think last episode. Anyway, you you normally when we're raving about a guy, you'll be like, if you were to pick one hole, and that's why this show works, AJ. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I had something to say, but I forgot. Now I don't. I don't get complimented by Rob very often, so I'm just flustered. Just gushing a bit well, today. I know. I was gonna say. I was gonna say for Judy. Yeah, a, a running mate and like 
I can see him needing a competent offensive scheme a little more, and like like where I could see C.D. Lamb going in, being a thousand-yard receiver with a bad quarterback and a shitty O.C. You know what I mean? Yeah, just put it up near him. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not saying Jerry Judy can't be a wide receiver one when I say running mate. I just mean putting him in an offense where you've got maybe a, a bigger X who can stretch the field, Tyrell Williams, and uh, maybe like a, a third down white gym rat onto Ramfro, and then you get Jerry Judy at the at the Z. Like that just that seems it works. Sweet. Yeah. It does. It does indeed. It, it's especially with DeAndre Hopkins going to the Cardinals today. It makes it really interesting to see how these receivers fall because that takes. Well, in theory, I mean, hell, they could just draft DeAndre or they could draft CD Lamb <laughs> with could. DeAndre Hop. That'd be the coolest thing ever. It would not make a lot of sense necessarily, but I'm here for it. No, fuck that. Imagine running out CD, uh, Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and Larry Fitzgerald in four wide receivers. And then then, you've converted Hakeem Butler to tight end. (laughs) I would. I honestly would. Like, how are you going to stop that? And then the threat of Kyler running. Like, what are you going to do? One and a half seconds of the pocket every time because he's got no tackles. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Tristan Wirfs making a couple Pro Bowls with the Browns. It doesn't. Uh, Anyway, uh, we hit our highest floor. Who's our highest ceiling, AJ? I struggled. Okay, I didn't. I, I knew immediately who I was putting here. Maybe it was just to be different than who I thought had the highest floor, though. Okay, I, I did put Henry Ruggs here. Okay, me too. All right. right. Uh, it, it maybe it, I kind of feel the same. It might have just been to be different, but when you see that kind of speed, it's just... I, uh, I think it would be the general consensus that he is the highest floor, because I think, honestly... Or ceiling, sorry. Because yep. I think, honestly, when you look at it, like both Lamb and Judy have such high floors that... Not to say they are what they are, like, because I do think C.E. Lambs could be a DeAndre Hawkins-style player. Yeah. Um, but Ruggs, you could see maybe being really, really high-end player right away. But by year three, year four, he turns into that Tyreek Hill. Into that he, yeah. dominant every touch is a house call potentially because of that speed. Yeah, it, absolutely. And I think he's he's less polished than Lamb and Judy. There's like a wide receiver coach is gonna be able to get their hands Fair. on him and more to improve. But I will say, people trying to pigeonhole him as this singular deep threat type, I think, are very, very wrong. Like he is so much more of a um, a well-rounded receiver than John Ross was coming out of Washington. Yeah, so much like he is so much more than just a like not just a Deshaun Jackson deep threat, but like he he is. One of the best route runners in the class. He has obviously elite speed. Uh, yep. He's got great yak ability. He also makes tough catches over the middle. Runs runs routes at every level of the field, and I think that's a big difference between him and John Ross. John mm-hmm. Ross, like that was an issue at Washington. Drops were an issue. Combat catches were an issue, and it's so much less so for Henry Ruggs. I think like Henry Ruggs is significant. Most years, Henry Ruggs would be wide receiver one. That's yeah, that's fair. Um, to poke a hole though is I I think is like it's not even a hole. I I think like you can improve his release game a lot, especially against press. And if you can unlock that, you you're yeah, just that, that, you're that's when a he becomes that's when he becomes this Tyreek Hill like yeah, just although maybe not built like a classic wide receiver one, he is your go to offensive weapon mm-hmm. every touch like that. My favorite play of Henry Ruggs' career at Alabama didn't even count. It was, uh, I think, Missouri game. 
uh, screen pass. It got called back for holding, but I've never seen someone eliminate such clearly defined angles from defenders before. His speed just isn't human. You've said for like two years now, he's just got that easy speed. It doesn't make sense. It looks like he's not even moving that fast, and he's blazing by everybody. I, I, I think he had like the exact same exact same thing in the Auburn game, too, which is yeah. weird. Um, he's a yeah, star. Just, yeah, it's like... The, like, like you said, after the catch, like that just speed, like, like he eliminates every single a- angle. Like, it looks like there's no space there, and somehow with his speed, there's space suddenly. Like, like, yes. like the sideline almost doesn't matter. Like, it's not a defender for you because he's gonna get around you and just go straight up it. All three of those guys, Lamb, Judy, and Ruggs, I think are go-to offensive weapons and immediate impact players in mm-hmm. an offense. Yeah, I, I agree. I do have rugs, like very slightly below uh, Lamb and Judy, but um, me too. Me too. <clears throat> I have him as a top fifteen player, though. Yeah, I, I have him in that ten to twenty range. Yeah, still really high. Yeah, like all three of them, I would be comfortable taking in the top fifteen. I think. Me too. I'm really again. I'm really interested to see how these receivers fall. I wonder if someone makes a move up, um, or I if think- or if there's a bit of a slide just because of the sheer depth of it all. And, and obviously, like I said, the Cardinals will eliminate needing a receiver potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, we I think, see a team jump up for for maybe even two of these guys. You know who I I think with the 49ers making that move, uh, shipping DeForest Buckner mm-hmm. today to the the Colts for the 13th pick. I think they're a wild card team to draft a receiver there. If they're gonna draft one, and say say they got the pick of the letter, who's your favorite fit of the three? For Kyle Shannon, I mean, see Lamb, give him that true wide receiver one with Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Dante Pettis. Don't let that die. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I um, think I, I think uh, Lamb would be just a, f- a freaking star. Yeah. Also, uh, also, like their big trade back potential because they they don't have a lot of draft capital. Um. So I, I expect them to trade out of one of those two first round picks. Yeah, no, 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 that's definitely... They'd be a good spot for a team trading up for one of these receivers if they decide we get... To pull the like, trade. I'm assuming the Raiders are taking one at 12. Mm-hmm. It could be any of the three. They all kind of check the the Gruden Mayock boxes, I would or say. Al Davis, or Al Davis box, yeah. No, 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 God, no, only Ruggs does. <laughs> yeah, one of the three boxes, I mean. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, and, and then, uh, I mean, the Jets are obviously in play at 11. Mm-hmm. How the Jaguars might be in play at nine. You never know with them. It's true. But uh, it, it'll be super interesting to see. I, I can't wait for this rookie receiver class in general. Like, it was a lot of fun last year, again, with Debo, McLaurin, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. But having so many of those day two type guys also in this class... And then having these studs at yeah. the top, like that's just unbelievable. Like seeing Fan- where th- fantasy players get ready, <laughs> seeing where these guys land is almost like is one of the most exciting things in the draft for me. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think that's probably the thing that excites me most. Mm-hmm. the The receivers, the um, the offensive tackles, probably. See, I I, I like the group, so it's almost like. I'm just happy that if, if teams that need one get one. You know what I mean? Fair. Uh, no, I'm really in it for the linebackers this year. Who's going to be the first tight end off the board, Rob? Find out 
Friday next, or Saturday. Next episode? When, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've, we've talked the top three guys. Now we're talking value. Value pick time. Generally, I think of value, especially in a class like this. A guy getting the fourth round probably is your value pick. Yeah, That's I, how I looked at it, at least. How would you look at it? I, I, I picked a guy that could go in the fourth round. I have him higher, though. That, no, that's fine. I, I went with Tyler Johnson. Cause. Oh, okay. That's that's rich for guys like me, but if you told someone else that, they'd be like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, like, like I got him as a late second-round guy. Uh, he's probably he's, not going to go there. No, uh, he's... The, one of the most interesting guys in this group just because of how polarizing he is. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're on one of two sides. You're on the side I think we're both on with him where I think I'm higher on him than you even. Mm-hmm. Um, where I would fully take him on day two. And then there's the side that thinks he's more of a late day three type, even undrafted. He's... The, the weirdest guy to debate, and on, when it came down to it, like, I get the, the athleticism concerns and everything, but at the end of the day, I'm just going to trust my eyes on Tyler Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, okay, he's my, to jump the gun, he's my 10th receiver um, in the group. He's yeah, also in my top 10. I got a late second round on him. Um, again, I, I fully agree. Like, uh, yeah, he's not the greatest athlete. We know that. But he creates separation with his routes, and he's a great route runner. He dominates so many games, and he wins so many 50-50 balls despite having some concentration drop issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just comes back to the route running and release. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, say I'm the best wide receiver evaluator in the world, but I am. <laughs> okay, so that, was no. a, that was a good twist. I had Debo Samuel top 30, whatever. No, but I also have DeMarcus Lodge, stupid high on my board, and yeah, uh, you're right, so. Stanley Morgan. So I, I I miss on the receivers a lot too. I I feel like I feel like this year I feel I'm a little more consensus with the consensus on the group. It, it kind of Tyler yeah. Johnson's my outlier. I think I think I think that's because this group's just so much more talented. That's a good point. overall. Yeah. Okay, but okay. Like, Speaking of you, you're talking about him like taking over games, throwing the fucking outback bowl. I still can't I comprehend that that catch. I, I when keep, I watch it live, I didn't think it was a catch. I didn't think he had a chance to catch that football. I was wrong. I but I, I still don't know how he caught that ball. Every time I go to do a Tyler Johnson game, I'm like this is gonna be the game where I'm like, okay, come back down. Now I get maybe he's more of a fourth round guy than a second round guy. And every time I'm like, nope, nope. And like I, I did the Auburn the Outback Bowl game, uh, yeah, probably about a week ago, and it's just like I don't, I can't, I can't not love this man. He's He's a guy I would bang the table for. Like, if, if I were to say who my guy on offense and my guy on defense are, it'd be him on offense and Jonathan Grenard probably on defense. So. That sounds accurate. Um, yeah, I, I would, again, bang the table for him in the late second round. I, I would love to get him there. I think he's worth a pick. I, I Like, again, I don't give a fuck if, he, if he's not the fastest guy. If he's still getting open consistently, like, what's... I know, I, I value route running over speed. I love them both equally, to be honest, as you alluded to at the top of the show. But, um, yeah, he's just he's too good. He's too good to overlook him. I don't know. Value pick's really fun for this class just because it's such a great, fun class. So my, my value pick's one of my favorite kind of – a guy who I think could have, if given a different situation, could have potentially been 
a day two pick, maybe if this receiver class wasn't already so deep. Lynn Bowden Jr. is my value pick. Oh, let's go. Uh, that's fun. <laughs> he uh, Obviously, the story around Lynn Bowden is, yes, he's technically a receiver, but due to injury at Kentucky this past year, he was forced to be the starting quarterback. Uh, and he set the SEC rushing record for a quarterback. Um, he's a guy who I liked over the summer. Was hoping I could see him take a step as a receiver this year. Didn't really have many opportunities <laughs> to do so. But at the same time, just go, go watch his bowl game against Virginia Tech. This man punched a Virginia Tech player in the face before the game. <laughs> then spent 60 minutes basically looking pissed off because the rest of his teammates suck compared to him. Yeah. And then put the team on his back, led a big comeback, threw the game-winning touchdown, and it was just incredible. He's one of just – he's a guy who I think will, like – he's gritty as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just a guy I would want on my team. He's a football player. He'll do anything. Uh, then you factor in – I wish he tested because I think he would have ran really well and it would have yeah. helped him a lot. Yeah. Um, but his ability as a yak player with the versatility to – he can run wildcat. He can play in the slot. Um, he, he could play in the backfield. I think get him to a creative offensive uh, play caller, and you've got a really interesting chess piece in, in today's NFL. Uh, I call him like the poor man's day three type of Debo Samuel player. Um, he needs to improve as a red runner. That would be the difference between a guy like him and Debo Samuel, and his hands need to get more consistent. But I'm going to bet on him in the fourth round for his athleticism, football character, and what he can do after the catch. I, I, that was a good pitch, Rob. Thanks. Thanks. Taking him first overall now. So. Yeah, he could be Antoine Randall and throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Why'd you have to bring that up? I'm unsold now. Oh, sorry. I love, I love Antoine Randall. I love him. It doesn't hurt. Antoine Randall, the bombs. Coach of football, baby. Um, okay, sleeper. You know who my sleeper is. People who've been listening to this show long enough know who my sleeper is. Is it James Prochet? Of course it's James Prochet. See, I thought he counted his value pick. Maybe, but I had to get him in somewhere. Of I had to. Don't remind my value him enough to make me your value pick. Fair enough. <laughs> my my deep sleeper will make up for it. I, I okay. played for a long time. That I'm sucks. glad you brought up James Prochet because we both love him. You've been banging the table for like three years on James Prochet. I have, and I was right. <laughs> how how high do you have him? Uh, on my board. Yeah. Or like, what? Just give me a round if if you're easier. To, I'd take uh, fourth fourth round. Respect. I'm, I'm actually. He's 124th on my board. So yeah, like late fourth. Yeah, late, and like getting pushed down because this receiver class is bananas. Yeah, I, I I got like an early fifth on him. I so you're actually higher on him somehow. I I still I love him. Like is that the know. worst feeling when you love a guy and then like I'm higher on him because I hate when I love a guy and you're higher on him. Yeah, it kind of does suck. Especially when it's this guy that I've been on for so fucking long. Just <laughs> blindly move him up the board. Who cares? I probably will. So just wait a couple weeks. Um, anyways, fucking love James Roche. First of all, I, this shouldn't be the first thing I'm talking about. But he's such a scrappy blocker. Dude, dude's a warrior. Throwing like multiple games. He's playing hurt. And like putting that offense on his back. Especially in like 2018. Um, like his hands are really good. Like he catches They're also one. massive. Yeah, that's a good look. I, I knew what I was looking at. I think he runs. He runs good routes. He's that's not the great. Weird. I'm I'm a big hand size guy. You, you know that already. Um, okay. He's he's a good route runner. He's not the greatest athlete. We know that. Pretty good release moves. 
Um, not going to be a yak star or anything. Not the no, no separation. Uh, I'm. I'm uh, oh, the Lions just seem, signed Jamie Collins. Oh, that I makes be, sense. I bet they gave him a bunch of dumb money. I can't yeah. wait to find the numbers out. He's going to top. He's going to top Calvin Noe, which is yeah. Jamie calls a genius. Just get cut in a year and go back to the Patriots. Exactly. Cash him one more time. Uh, <laughs> what are we gonna so say about Prochet? Okay, sorry. Um, I'm 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 writing a little a little uh, article right now. It's my all bargain team, and Prochet is one of the guys on it. Um, and basically, I just said he he's not gonna wow you with speed. He's not gonna wow you like all he does is get open and catch the ball. Yeah, stick him in the slot and uh, convert third downs all day. My comp on him is Cole Beasley because that's just what Cole Beasley does. It's, I like that. <laughs> just going to work himself open, plus the SMU connection made it better. Um, it's just going to, yeah, he's just going to get open. He uh, He's so quick out of his breaks mm-hmm. yeah. that, like, okay, yeah, maybe he's not a great athlete, but that's more important for his game than being able to separate deep with 4-4 speed. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hope he lands in the right situation. I think he can be legit productive i i don't know i have a bad feeling he's gonna go way too like <laughs> too late or something and, and like trey quinn oh. yeah like trey quinn exactly. why are we undervaluing smu receivers what's what's wrong with the nfl anyways uh, that's my guy my my sleeper uh is joe reed of virginia yeah that's a good one more of a sleeper because he might not get drafted uh so the story on joe reed is one of the best kick returners in the country. Mm-hmm. I think that's how he's going to get himself on a roster. Uh, my comp on he's kind of like what Antonio Gibson is. Yeah. But like, but lesser. Yeah, no, he, for sure. He's, he's a big body receiver, kind of built like a running back, does his most damage after the catch. Yeah. Uh, a guy who lined up in the backfield and at receiver for Virginia. Um, not a great route runner. But just get the ball in his hands so he can make things happen. His kick return upside and his versatility, I think get him to a smart play caller who, who's going to use his ability as a player in the backfield. And, and he's a very interesting guy. I, I I like that. I like Joe Reed. My my deep sleeper is a guy that I've long liked, and he's not that good, but I'm still sticking with him, Ralph. I struggle with deep sleeper with this because I don't really know after like the top 30 guys who's considered a deep sleeper. My my guy is is real DP. Oh. It's it's Isaiah Wright. That no, that's good. Honestly, you know what's funny is I think Isaiah Wright's like goes Antonio Gibson, Joe Reed, Isaiah Wright. They're all similar in yes. what you you expect them to do, and he's like the bar below Joe Reed. Exactly. <laughs> he's like like you said, he uses that gadgety slot type. Like, I, I, like he he some fucking brutal drops, just drops, drops, drops. But like. The, <laughs> Yeah, sell me on a receiver. Drops, drops, drops. Drops, drops, drops. But he's getting open. And, like, he's, he's really True. open when he makes those drops. And then you get the ball in his hands, and he's he's really dangerous. Uh, adds in the return game. Also, like, Joe Reed. His, like, for a guy that's going to go undrafted, he's a pretty good route runner. I, and he still sometimes makes those big-time catches. I I think he, he's fast. He can. Uh, he's got some good releases. Um, Are you trying to then, sell us or yourself on this guy? You, Rob. He's fast. He can. Jamie he's got, Collins, three for thirty. Oh, that's not that bad. 
Could have been so much worse with the Lions. Why is every contract today three for thirty? That's because really they just keep it simple for us, dummy. So we know it's ten a year. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and then you go back. The, the drop's really bad. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sold. Thanks, AJ. For a UDFA guy uh, in that in that Joe Reed, Antonio Gibson old. He's six one two sixteen by the way. Um, so Thanks. pretty pretty big. Um, kind of. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm doing this as a bit now, but yeah, I like Isaiah Wright, and again, in that mold of a guy that you can get the ball into his hands and do some damage, use him creatively. Uh, I want to see him get on a on a like in the on the preseason. I want to see him in the preseason. I'll see him maybe get a practice squad cut, not cut, but get give him a chance in the practice squad, maybe uh, develop because I, I think there is some actual potential there. Uh, just got to clean up the drops. All right, that I'm not sold, but okay. Uh, my Super sleeper is I don't know if it counts after the combine he had. Cause first of all, I was surprised he was invited to the combine. Uh, Darnell Mooney, your boy, yeah, yeah, of Tulane, yeah, not not the biggest guy, 5'10", 176, but he ran a four three eight. So I think he's kind of on the map now after mm-hmm. doing that. Uh, a guy who I I don't know he impressed me when I watched him at Tulane. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could tell he was an explosive player in the open field. Yeah, he he's a kind of a he's an underrated rare runner. I don't love his hands, drops, 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 and uh, he struggles with combat catches and playing through contact. But I think as like a potential late pick, UDF priority free agent, uh, the speed's pretty interesting to get him into a training camp. So that's my guy. Yeah, I like it. Thanks. Uh, okay. Yeah, Isaiah Wright runs a four four four. So. I'm, I'm saying that. Was that at the combine? Yeah, he was at the combine. <laughs> yeah, the regionals. No, he doesn't. He's at a regional combine. Yeah, f- fuck. He would have blown blown up that East Regional Combine. That's my take. Okay, who's your wild card? I I I, I, I okay. I cheated. I have two guys, but I'll I'll say T T Higgins first because it's just the way his stock differs between draft Twitter people and apparently big media people is kind of insane. I think I'm lower on him than a lot of people too. Um, I have, he's my wild card. I don't know where he's going to go. If he goes, I just, I cannot understand T Higgins first round talk. Uh, me, me neither. I am going to be honest. I have an early third round grade on him. Okay. I'm higher on him than you. Then, I know you are. But, yeah. But, but I like, I don't like him. That <laughs> Like, he's my wide receiver 11. He's 12 for me. Okay, so it's a similar range. Mm-hmm. I just don't see him as this wide receiver one. He tested really poorly at the at the pro day, too. Yeah. And then you factor in, I like, the NC State game, I saw a bunch of drops. He struggled with drops throughout his career. I yeah. don't, like, he's not a very good red runner. Yeah, you like his speed or his size, not his speed. You do not like his speed. You like his size and what he can do 50 50 catches and his, his catch radius and what yeah. he does through contact. But, like, the, to me, he he's uh, not he's not a wide receiver one, and I'm not taking him in the first round in this class. Uh, 100% agree. You know what? Also, like, lending to those sometimes really easy drops, I find that, like, when the ball isn't, like, perfectly on target, as in, like, in the strike zone. Uh, like he, he's kind of like he's not very bendy. Like if it, if the ball's low, he's bad at going down to get it. I don't I don't know if you yeah. noticed that. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not. Oh, you can tell he lacks athleticism because he's not like yeah. naturally flexible. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you put him next to a guy who's similar build, similar 
pick range is him in Denzel Mims, and Denzel Mims just has so much more athletic upside. Yeah, it's like it's not even close if you watch them back to back. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So I mean, like uh, I like I, I if I were to guess, I'd say he goes in the forties right now, and I, I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that, but I uh, I wouldn't take him there. Yeah, I agree. Um, mine is Lavisca Chanel Jr. That was my second choice, and I ended up going with Higgins, so I'm glad I did. Uh, Chanel, obviously, he's got the injury history. Didn't uh, run very well at the combine, potentially yeah. because of the injury. Uh, a guy who was a sophomore took took college football by storm, I think, for yeah. a, a couple weeks there. And uh, since then, he's battled with injuries and bad play around him at Colorado. But he's still a really interesting guy to me for what he can do as a yak player with his size and seeing guys like Debo Samuel and AJ Brown have success with their gadgety abilities. Uh, so I think he's a big wild card. Like, I don't think he's going in the first round anymore, but he could be that guy who goes in the thirties. Who's immediately got a role. If he lands with the right guy, like Debo Samuel did with the 49ers. I, I feel the same way. I actually ended up moving Chanel up as I did more work on him uh, from the summer. I was actually kind of like, I was pretty low on him in the summer and moved him up. Uh, he's in my top 10. We'll get there in a bit, but, yeah, just again with the injuries, like you said, and the highs of kind of like what was it, early 2018 season where he was like uh, the top three Heisman candidate, and then just kind of injuries and kind of disappeared. Um, and again, like like you said, um, just the type of player he is in that Debo Samuel role. Um, if he doesn't land with the right team, he can. I, I can see him disappearing a little bit, but. I do like his ability as a pure wide receiver. I, I think there's a lot to build on there, um, especially like this year. I, I think he stepped that up a bit more too. But mm-hmm. yeah, he, he's definitely a wild card. He's fun though. He's fun. He is, he is very fun. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, best bet. Uh, CD Lamb. Yeah, mine too. So that's kind of how I broke it down. Uh, smart. I, gave, just, uh, I gave Judy the floor. I gave the bet to Lamb. I wish I did that. I suck. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think CD Lamb's the most likely guy to step in and be a thousand yard immediate producer. Agreed, for sure. Like, if I had to bet on a guy winning offensive rookie of the year that's a non quarterback, it'd be CD Lamb. That's a, that's a good bet. I like Thanks. that bet. Yeah, it's a good bet. Take it. No, how about one of these tight ends, Rob? I mean, honestly, if uh, Mitchell Wilcox lands in the right place. <laughs> yeah, as a UDFA, agreed. And yeah, Pittsburgh could use a tight end. That's not a bad fit. I don't mind <laughs> Okay. Don't say that. Don't speak it into existence. Okay. I'm trying to. Uh, you want to hit us with your 10 to 6 wide receivers? Let's do it. At 10, I already mentioned it, I have Tyler Johnson as a late second round guy. Uh, at 9. I have out of Penn State, KJ Hamler as a mid to late second round guy. Um, eight, I got Brandon Ayuk, mid second. There we go. Seventh, I got Denzel Mims. Finish your drink. Early second round guy. Six, I got LaVisca Chanel, early Finish second round drink. guy. Fuck, that's so, a lot of drinking. I don't, I don't know how our top five is going to shake out, but mine is the exact same order except Tyler – Johnson and KJ Hamler switch. So I have KJ Hamler 10, uh, 47th on my board with a John Brown Pro Comp. I like that. Nine. Comment. Thank you. 
nine, Tyler Johnson, forty fifth on my board with a Devonte Adams pro comp. Lofty. Just, do you do you have a do you have a lesser comp for Tyler Johnson that you like? Most new. All right, that's see that that's a good answer. Thank you for. Uh, yeah, I think about Tyler Johnson comps a lot, but that was just on right there for me. I know you do. Uh, eight is Brandon Ayuk with a Sammy Watkins comp, forty third on my board. Uh, seven Denzel Mims, thirty fifth on my board with a Devonte Parker comp, and then six Lavisca Chenault. Uh, he's twenty seventh on my board with an AJ Brown comp. Who you want to talk about first, Hamler? Yeah, so. Handler's speed, we don't actually know what he was going to run, but he was going to run sub 4-4, I'm certain. Uh, to me, he's a guy who immediately gives you explosiveness out of the slot. He's got a history. Uh, 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 he can return kicks, too. Um, and I think he's a guy who took such a leap from freshman to sophomore year as a route runner mm-hmm. that, similar to John Brown, when John Brown first got to the Cardinals, he was just this kind of one-trick pony deep threat. Yeah. And now he's like a true go-to guy for the Bills offense. I think it, like it would have been fun to see Hamler have another year in college and just get more polished, because like like I think he's like he's a nifty route runner is kind of the word I I got like yeah. he's a little little unpolished but like shows some big time flashes he uses like a like a jab step really often that works really well almost like a little double move and like like you mentioned that the slot thing like his his fly routes from the slot just it's one of the best routes in the in the class like you're just gonna give one guy one route. That's that's pretty elite. Um, and again, like I, I, yeah, he did take a step. He like he got better, like f- being a little more savvy in his routes, like finding the zones better. How, sorry, quickly, how different do you see him in Hollywood Brown? Like, or how I, close are they for you? I'm, I was I was quite a bit higher on Hollywood Brown. I okay. can I can. I'm open just up interested. My... No, it's okay. You don't have to. I'm just interested because they're both like very similar builds, and both took similar steps as route runners from yeah. one year to the next just, i think then, Holly, hollywood took a bigger step as a route runner i think so too yeah. i think he was a little better after the catch too that's a good point yeah i mean both have similar concerns though about overall catch radius mm-hmm. uh and, and making plays through contact yeah and i, I think like 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 i want to see hamler expand his route like it was a lot of crossing routes in that go but then when we saw like uh, like more complicated routes he ran them pretty well it's just almost mm-hmm. like they didn't ask him to do it too often. Um, no, I, I'm really excited to see, assuming he goes day two, Yeah, I'm really excited to see where he ends up. Me too. I, I love that fly route from the slot from him so much, though. So it's, it's, it's One of my the, the games that just kept making me laugh was when they played Minnesota, and Minnesota just kept putting safeties on. You know what? It, Michigan didn't know how to cover him either. It felt like teams just didn't know what to do with him. I think just because a lot of teams aren't used to... The f- not that they're not used to the fastest guy being in the slot, but more so they're not used to that type of talent overall playing yeah. from the slot with that type of speed, especially yeah. in the Big Ten. And yeah, you throw the Judy when Judy lined up in the slot against Michigan, he fucking cooked him too. So that's true too. Uh, and then okay, we both have you have Tyler Johnson ten. I have nine. We spoke about him. The the worries are obviously the overall athleticism and in mm-hmm. concentration drops. I'm gonna bet on his route running and his nuanced release and. His ability is a 50-50 ball guy, despite a lack of size. Yeah, he his, his landing spot's super important though, like more so than most of these guys, because there's also hints of maybe a bit of a headache. Um, mm. so if he lands with the staff and immediately in the doghouse, it's gonna be 
tough. Yeah. Uh, if you were to bet, where, which round do you see him going in? Fourth round, probably. I I, I almost uh, feel like I'm he's going to go later. See, well, I'm interested to see where KJ Hill, Van Jefferson, and him go because similar stories for all three. Lack of overall athleticism, but the route running is what separates them. Yeah, it's a good point. And who guys who, like who of those three do you think goes the highest? Uh, ooh. I I have Van the highest, but like Van and KJ Hill are you have, you have Van higher than Tyler Johnson? No, no, sorry, sorry. You know I don't. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe he's a top five receiver for you. You're crazy. Who knows? <laughs> sorry, I forgot you don't know my top five yet. Van is actually eleventh for me. Uh, I have Higgins twelve. I have KJ Hill uh, thirteen, but they're they're really close with those. Uh, Johnson's a, a smidge ahead, but uh, Jefferson and Hill are really close. So um, I I have Van Jefferson twelve and KJ Hill thirteen. There you go. So close as well. Um, I think if Van Jefferson didn't hurt his foot, he would have gone the highest. But now I'm not certain any of them go on. Like I think Chase Claypool probably goes ahead of them. Yeah. I Colin Johnson's a weird one. Uh, yeah, he's kind of like a Donovan, lot of uncertainty. Donovan Peoples Jones probably goes ahead of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's talk. Let's talk a little. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Let's do it. I Ayuk might be the guy who I'm. I look back on and I'm like, I should have had him higher. I don't know what I was thinking. Because uh, every time I watch him, he's, just, he's such an explosive house call guy. Yeah. And then he tested so explosively. I know the forty wasn't blazing, but still good. Yeah, and what he can do after the catch. My concerns came with his ability to win against press coverage. He, his release game's pretty not great. but And his overall running ability. But then he looks so much smoother at the combine with it. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what I, what I kind of might take away with his route running is like, like he does have the most variety, but like what he, but he, he's he does, good at what he does. Yeah. So part of the reason I have the Sammy Watkins comp on him is I think he's not going to be a consistent wide receiver one but he'll have games where you're like this guy has all the tools to be a star yeah. and he'll have games where let's say he's matched up with one of the better press corners in the league like he'll just get eliminated just because he struggles so much to get off press and uh, with his release but also like with going back to the Watkins comp they're both just so well built like they're so yeah. solidly built yes yes you, you you love Ayuk's physical makeup um I, I you know I what you said about um you might be kicking yourself for having too low too low um I can see him being that guy too, mm-hmm. but it's like I'm in the mid second, so it's not like I'm really low on me, him. Yeah, I know, me too. Um, I, I just think he'd be so much better off playing the, a complimentary role, similar to yeah. what Sammy Watkins did this year for the Chiefs, and it wasn't consistent, but it, it, it's interesting. Another guy who we both have seven, Denzel Mims. Another guy I'm worried I might have too low. Like he's 35th on my board. You, in our mock draft, took him in the first round. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't think either of us would be shocked to see him end up in the first round. There's um, a lot to like with Denzel Mims. It's just consistency is kind of what worries me. That's why I love my Devonta. I love my comps. I'm a genius. Devontae Parker comp. We never saw consistency until this year. And Devontae Parker looked like that wide receiver one with the height, weight, speed, and his just physical tools to win 50-50 balls. Great um, catch radius to go with. Great body control. And it's like Denzel Mims is just, he's freaky athlete with great size. Yeah, I'm like I, again I agree. Like I could see him easily going the first. Um mm-hmm. I, I think like if he wasn't so inconsistent, he would have been a first round guy for me. I could see up to 
no less than five receivers in the first and up to potentially seven? Uh, yeah. Uh, possibly possibly even eight. I don't... I just don't think LaVisca Chanel's going to end up going in the first, even though I, I have him in that top 32 range. You know, you're right, yeah. I, I, but I, I could see KJ Hamler sneaking in just because of how the NFL valued Hollywood Brown last year. Yeah, I, see, I think seeing Hamler test would have been really big for him because he could have snuck up. Like, would you be shocked if a, a team trades in bat? Like, let's say the 49ers trade out of 31 and a team hops up for KJ Hamler? No, it, especially if a team that needs the speed. And if like Ayuk's like, off the board already, yeah, yeah. no, it's I, it's very interesting. This this receiver class is the best thing. This is why you tune into the draft just to see where these guys land. <laughs> uh, and then we both have the Visca Chanel six. Um, if he ends up in a situation similar to Debo Samuel, or similar yeah. to uh, AJ Brown, where it's just they the team knows exactly how to use his skill set. Yeah, I think he could be such a freak as long as he's healthy. His yak ability, his size, he's built a lot like AJ Brown. Don't ask like he's not the greatest route runner in the world. He he doesn't have the greatest release in the world, but just get him the ball in space. Let him do all kinds of things. Use his gadgety ability. I, I fully agree. I actually think that like he, he can develop as a route runner and his release game. Which I Yeah. That's fair. Like, again, like don't draft him and pigeonhole him and try to just do that with him. But I think if you bring him along slowly, like let him play comfortably, like use him as that gadget guy. And in practice, build build on that release and his route running. I think you can turn him into like a scary number two guy that you can use in any situation. Yeah, um, for sure. So that's that's why he's like he's the top of this group for me, and he's my uh, like like one of the first three picks off the board in the second round for me probably. Mims too, to be honest. Anyways. Yeah. No. I. I the more we talk about it, the more I think. Mims ends up in the back end. Like, the the Packers, for example, mm-hmm. would be a really interesting landing spot. Packers are also in play for KJ Hamler as a team who just needs more deep speed. Yeah, uh, for sure. If you want to, I can't... The, I just get so excited talking about these receivers. I think it's going to be, in our first-round recap show, our immediate reactions, it's just going to be so much gushing about the receivers, I bet. Yeah, just guys... Teams getting steals because uh, guys at receiver just fell, and it's like, holy shit, I can't believe they got this guy, and, you know... Pick seventy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, you you want to count us down with your top five? Let's do it. Number five, I got Jalen Rager. Uh, first round grade. Think. Yeah, first. I'm surprised. Gonna... I thought th- I thought this is where we would differ. You know what? I in the summer, I, I think I had like a late second, so I liked him early, but not as much as you. Um, we'll talk. We'll talk about it more in a sec. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll break this in. Uh, twenty to thirty-two. So true first round grade for me. Um, number four, I got Justin Jefferson. In that fifteen to twenty-five range, I, I love him a lot. Mm-hmm. And then Finish top three, him. I'm pretty I'm pretty sample. Rugs third, um, as I mentioned, ten to twenty. Judy's my number two, and okay. Lamb's my number one. Both top ten guys. So finish all five of your drinks because we have the exact same top five. Are you? I I, I I I think it's pretty hard to disagree with that top five. I think the uh the the main argument would be Mims. Even though we both have Chanel over Mims, I, I think agree that's with where, you. Yeah. yeah, I think that's where most people are having that conversation as Mims over Rager. Uh, I, I, can I think the top, it. I think the top four is pretty solidified. I, I, I said three agree. earlier, but yeah, doesn't it just like Justin Jefferson just, especially after that forty? Like I don't see how he's not the fourth guy off the board. 
I I agree. Um, uh, that's those those top four are probably set in stone for me. And then after that, I think it's uh, a bit malleable. But yeah. Yeah. So for me, Regger five twenty first on my board. Uh, I got the DJ Moore comp, which I know is like a really weird one. It in, like, I think it's a one of a kind comp. It is, and I mean him being two oh six of the combine kind of helps that more comp a little bit. I, I I think I think for me, uh, the more comp comes from DJ Moore didn't have the greatest hands. Yeah. Uh, some concentration drops, you get that with Rager. The punt return upside, uh, Rager's one of the best return men in the country. Um, then you factor in what he can do as uh, a gadget player too. Uh, and just his open yak ability and his explosiveness. Difference might a, a little bit would be the violence. Like DJ Moore is yes. a, a more violent player, I would say, and Jalen Rager maybe a more more of a, a a deep threat. But yeah, more Moore's a little more of a no pun intended of a running back with the ball in his hands. Rager's more of just like a true like good yak wide receiver. Like I I want to see him like get the ball a lot around the line of scrimmage because he's just really good after the catch and like. Mm-hmm. Just so dangerous. Sets up his block so well. Um, and, like, I, I don't Rager know. has a real open... Uh, I think he's really... Uh, his open field vision's an underrated yeah. trait of his. Uh, and you see that on the punt return. Uh, okay. And then, yeah. Can we, can we do a little more Rager? Oh, no, you're going through yeah. top five. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. We're on the topic. Might as well. Okay. I just want to set this up because I, I think there's one play in the Oklahoma State game that kind of sums up Rager's career kind of perfectly. So he, he had eight yards of cushion. He did a little hesitation move, a little double move. The corner bites. And at that point, it's done. Rager's got five yards on the DP. He's wide fucking open. It's an easy touchdown. Just got to lay it up. The QB had other ideas. <laughs> he can't throw the ball. <laughs> Throws a brutal ball. But Rager makes uh, a beautiful sideline backwards diving catch. He comes down hard. Gets a little shaken up. And he misses like a minute of game time. And yeah, it was, just an amazing play that, that just should have been a touchdown, but Rager just made up for his lack of quarterback play. I don't think anyone in this wide receiver class um, lost more receiving yards due to their quarterback being horrible than Jalen Rager. 100%. He's, there's so many games where he's just wide open down the field and the ball's just not there. Okay, four, Justin Jefferson, 18th on my board, pro comp Keenan Allen, but with speed. Uh, three, Henry Ruggs, 12th on my board, Tyreek Hill, pro comp. Uh, two, Jerry Judy, ninth on my board, Chad Johnson, pro comp, and then one, C.D. Lamb, eighth on my board, New Hopkins, pro comp. Which is kind of perfect because you were uh, matching Lamb to the Cardinals. I now was, they got Duke. Uh, but hey, it could still happen. You already said it. so. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we talked about Ruggs. We talked about Judy. We talked about Lamb. Let's talk a little Justin Jefferson. Uh, he has that four four three speed, as it turns out, to go yeah. with being one of the best route runners in the class, big slot, 6'1", 202, spent vast majority of his time playing out of the slot. Uh, I think he quickly becomes a quarterback's best friend. I would love yes. to see him uh, land with maybe the Eagles or the Bills. Um, I suspect he, even though he's top 20 on my board, I suspect he goes in the 20s just because of the depth of the receiver class. But again, we have no idea how this plays out. Like like you said, like he's he's almost the perfect security blanket. Like he's a QB's best friend, like you said. But then you add in that four four three and that really nice yak ability, 
And with his route running, he's so savvy. He's very he's safe. So, yeah, he's so patient. He just has a really good feel of getting open. And like you said, he's a really, really safe prospect. And I think, like, you're picking he's him in the, the highest. 20s. He has the highest floor, I think, by far after the top three guys. I 100% agree. Like, you're picking him in the 20s, and you've got a really good receiver for the lifetime of his contract. And you, you're going to get a guy that's going to keep moving the chains, make the odd big play, can go downfield a bit too. Um, yeah, I, I love Justin Jefferson. Keenan Allen with afterburners. I like uh, that. But, yeah, I, I'm interested to see how this receiver class shakes out. Uh, I hope Judy or Lamb ends up with the Raiders. Um, that'd be really cool. Or Ruggs. Uh, and, and I hope uh, I hope the Eagles get one of these guys and the Bills. And I hope Jalen Rager falls to the Steelers at 49. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe the Seahawks will draft one. It's possible. It might be Mims if it's a first-round guy, I think. That'd be an interesting guy to pair with DK and uh, Tyler Lockett. It'd be, it'd be good, yeah, for sure. I don't I don't think it's going to happen. But To pair yeah. with Will Disley, Greg Olson, and Jacob Hollister? Congrats. Second-round tender, baby. Let's That's go. sick. That's a win for all of us. Thanks for listening to this episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven. Uh next episode we will break down our mighty top 10 tight ends and of course we will also touch on how some of the big free agent signings impact the 2020 nfl draft so for ag marchese i am rob paul saying see you later alligator look around you can find cars like these on auto trader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.